Round one, fight. Heroes never die. I'm Commander Shepard, and this is my favorite store on the Citadel. <laughs> I used to be an adventurer like you. Then I took an arrow in the knee. Power, sex, sex, power. They both come down to one thing. Hungry Gamers. Hello, 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 and welcome, boys and girls, to the 93rd episode of the Hungry Gamers podcast. We are powered by 8bit.net and Audio Technica. I'm your not-so-humble host, Brendan White. Find me everywhere at Brendan8bit. Join today... One partner in crime, the best partner in crime, the only partner in crime, Miss Ali Hart, who can be found at Miss Ali Hart. Welcome back to the Hungry HQ Remote Sessions. How are you doing this uh, early Sunday morning? I'm good, man. I've had my coffee. I've done some baking. I'm ready to go. Started my day you, all You chipper. are a beast. You are a beast. Like You've probably been awake for maybe four or five hours now yeah. on your body clock. So this is probably equivalent of late morning slash... <laughs> Into the it's lunchtime hour for you at the moment. Yeah, no, I've been. Yeah. Uh, it's been a an issue. My uh, early early morning rises. I'm not good for sleepovers. Mm. So, <laughs> yeah, or you could be the best sleepover partner because you could be the one making breakfast for everybody when they wake up. Oh, that's a bit of wishful or thinking. Doing a coffee isn't run. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But you always provided us the coffees when I was that's in true. Sydney. So, that's um, true. you know. But yeah, we're here. Uh, we're recording a little bit late. It's Sunday morning. Apologies for that, listeners. Um, I went down with the the man flu last Plague. week, so I've been pretty. Yeah, I've been been off the radar for a few days, and then uh, obviously we're, we're missing Dream. Uh, last I saw, he was in a uh, Tekken tournament last night. Came second. He's probably drowned his sorrows in a whiskey bottle uh, due to being the bridesmaid and not the bride. <laughs> Um, so we've just got the A team here this morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, first time recording um, this early, I think, ever. Uh, but it's feeling good. Yeah, it's feeling good. I'm trying to think. Yeah, this might be the mm. earliest. Mm. And I don't mind this. Like it was easy. Like I guess obviously you got up and actually did some things. I, <laughs> I got up, wet my face, made a coffee, and then just sat down and pressed record. But you know, you made some pancakes that would you know make the clouds jealous. Oh. How fluffy these bad boys were. Yeah, yeah. Oh, like. I always do this thing where I'm like, I see something once and I'm just like, yeah, I'll try that. So, yeah, it wasn't too mm. bad. It wasn't too bad. It looked, it looked so good. Mm. So good. Um, and I'm a little bit ravenous now. I saw, I saw the Instagram story and I'm like, God oh, damn, I needs this. But instead, I've just got a coffee <laughs> and a bottle of water. So Get to it. Yeah. Yeah. Nice breakfast for me. So, um, Miss Hart, what have you been doing this past, uh, like it's been, it's been about maybe eight, nine days since we recorded yeah. last. So, so what's what's been doing in the last uh, week and a bit? What, what have you been playing? Okay, so first of all, I felt... I don't know why. I felt like playing Overwatch again. Um, it's, it, they've had the Year of the Dog. Um, is it the Year of the Dog? Mm-hmm. It is Year of the Dog, um, yeah. Tying into, obviously, Chinese New Year that's going on exactly right now. Exactly right, which they've, they did last year as well. Um, so, checking out the skins, checking all the skins that I've missed... Um, mm-hmm. I actually was able to play, someone did a custom match where it was just straight up, just skirmish, um, on the new Blizzard, Blizzard World, Blizzard Land map. I think it's Blizzard Land. It looks great. It is absolutely adorable. All the nods to all the Blizzard, um, all the Blizzard games, your Starcraft, your World of Warcraft, and like, um, it's just, it was really adorable. I, I, the map is pretty big. It felt big. Um, but mm-hmm. all the little nods here and there, just little shout outs to all the little, um, little, little things within the games. Like that was cool. And just, um, 
trying out I've forgotten her name that is her name Mira the the last character that they released that can do the healing and then the yeah sort of almost like a like a support heal mm. type of vibe gave her a go yeah. Moira? Moira 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 I think you yeah. pronounce it Moira, Moira. Um, she was okay I didn't find her too interesting she really did feel like um, Zenyatta so but I definitely okay. so, so yeah. just Zenyatta that has to walk instead of just you know float around yeah, all the time yeah but on she has this like little push thing that's like Reaper you know how Reaper does his little cloud where he kind of floats invisible yeah 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 so she has that kind of element too but it's more like a quick rush um, yeah, but I don't. I really wouldn't see myself playing as her anyway. Um, what's What's your favorite skin from the like the legendaries from the Year of the Dog expansion I, on the Overwatch? I had a look at them all, and none of them really. I guess the best looking one is probably is it Widowmaker's one? I think Widowmaker's one's yeah. pretty great. I like the McCree one too. How he's sort of like a. Got the Japanese like secret agent outfit sort of going on. Oh right, on. yeah. Um, and and uh, I think it's it's Genji how he's almost like a like a snow samurai roboty thing. Yeah. I don't know how to describe it. I'm completely probably butchering it, but he's got like uh, like a like an ice blue blade sort of with sort of Japanese um, mm. characters written across it and things. It looks really cool, but um, yeah. yeah how you find it? Did did you find yourself missing Overwatch? Um, not really. Um, like, I, I got into it. I liked, I actually liked this skirmish thing, because you could attack each other, but it was just messing around. It was just messing around with randos. <laughs> it was a great way to test things. It was a really great way to okay. test characters, because you could still do damage, and you could still do, like, you know, it would have um, sped up uh, ulti- um, ultimates, so, you know, you could okay. play with those as well. But after playing it for a bit, I was just kind of like, yeah, I got my fill. Did, does do you get XP? Does it no, carry on no, to, to no, leveling no. your character? Skirmish okay. The skirmish thing didn't. That that's what I wasn't sure of. Like if it if it was a way to to level no. up, but I guess then there's that it lends itself to cheating and stuff oh, like yeah. that too. Pretty heavily, yeah. doesn't it? I think it's like when it's a custom game. I don't think you can get any any kind of XP. I don't think. Yeah, she says. Um, but yeah. you know, it I'm, was, I'm it was, actually. I, I want to get back into some Overwatch, truth yeah? be told. Yeah. Um, it's, I haven't played in a long time. And um, we're actually talking about sort of trying to do something where, where we do like a little theme, maybe like a, a road to ranked type of vibe where we might sort of try and get some of the crew together, yeah. you know, yourself included, and and do like a road to ranked where we'll do like our six ranked matches, see where we end up, and then sort of work our way from the, from the bottom, no doubt, to... Uh, Hopefully mid tier <laughs> to somewhere so, to bronze, yeah, to, uh. to somewhere. So, so that's something I, I I wanted to try and work work through. Um, I've been talking to a couple other people uh, about it as well. So, if if you're still still interested or got a bit of love for that Overwatch, well, uh, we we could use a uh, a sassy heart on the team. Yeah, maybe I will then. Maybe I will make my triumphant return, mm. bring the junk rat, bring the uh, Reaper and uh, Zarya, who's. My I like new, that you're rolling yeah. Reaper and and Zarya. Like, she she can do a lot of damage if you know how to play her. Exactly, and I think I dismissed her way too soon. And and then after playing her recently, being like before October last year, um, I actually grew to really like her. I actually really really enjoyed mm. playing her. So yeah, and um, and one of her emotes where she gifts the the teddy bears and stuff like that and the presents. Oh, oh. Um, it's still probably one of my favorite no, emotes. No, 
dude, there's a better one. Sorry, I completely forgot. <gasps> really? Orissa's got an emote. It's adorable. <laughs> You'll love it. She um she ha- opens up a gift. She sits down on the ground. She opens up a gift, and a dog, a puppy, comes mm-hmm. out, and she plays with it. Oh my goodness! Yeah. I need to uh, probably pause this podcast and go go get this get this emote immediately. That was the best thing about last <laughs> night. There was like four Orissas, and they were all pulling out puppies, and all puppies were like playing around and everything. Like it was adorable until a Reinhardt came and smashed the Orissa, and the puppy, the Orissa, the puppy went flying as well. So that was a that, oh, that was wow. a bit much. Um, that was a bit traumatic. Wow, a bit um, of animal cruelty. But also, damn. Delving into some PC gaming as well. Uh, a lot of people have been playing this on Twitch, so I wanted to give it a go. Uh, is Hand Simulator? Have you seen this one? C- can you? <laughs> I've, I've all I've seen is like box art or graphics, so I, I know nothing about this. What? Give me, give me the elevator pitch on what the heck this is. Hand Simulator is a bunch of different games where you it's it's kind of like your surgeon simulator where you're just strictly mm-hmm. in control of your hands where you're in control of individual mm-hmm. fingers and you have to maneuver your hands and everything like that and it's certain little tasks certain competitive tasks that need to be done um like your russian mm-hmm. roulette where you have to load a bullet in and then shoot the other person um or like just um it's just a standoff where everyone has a gun and you have to like load in the ammo there's chess there's all this jenga um, but by golly, it is difficult to play. It is absolutely freaking difficult to play, and it is hilarious. So, so I'm assuming is is every every like every finger is mapped to a different key. Exactly. And you have to sort of but use you can it. only control Sim- similar like that bloody iron bread. Probably yeah. Um, but you could only control one hand at a time when you are doing just strictly PC because it is a VR game. Uh, it is a VR game, oh, okay. but it's not strictly set to VR, which is cool. Which means anyone with a PC can yeah. play it. But it is the best combination of hilarity and absolute rage. Like, <laughs> I, I recommend playing it. It's pretty cheap, actually. Um, I think it sits around the $6 mark, I think, she says. Mm. Might even be cheap because there's some Steam sales going yeah, well, on. Yeah, I got actually. all those goddamn notifications the other yeah, day. Yeah, I know. Oh, God, I'm already poor again. Um, but Hand Simulator is just, you can have, like, multiple players. I think, like... I think the, I've seen four, but I think you could actually have more than that um, in certain games, certain rounds. And I really want to get all of us together to play this because it, someone will be really good at it, I know, and it will frustrate the hell of, out of all of us, and then we'll, the rest mm-hmm. of us will be shit. But can you can you play obviously online against other yeah, people? Yeah, yeah. So, so we could sort of set up some time to to get a yeah, lobby so going. Yeah, so you set yourself up a little room, and uh, people join onto it. The only thing is, it's still a bit like. I mean, it's not great quality in graphics. It's pretty cheap. Mm-hmm. Um, one difficulty I found out is if you have set up a room and you want someone to join it, you need to make sure on one of the screens you've selected the right game game mode. Because oh, if you haven't, okay. you'll jump into a room by yourself. Um, oh. But yeah, it's, it's, it's stupid fun, which is always top tier in my book. And uh, speaking of top tier, I finally caved and got Stardew Valley on my Switch. Ooh, baby. And Lordy, lordy. What are you thinking so far? Um, it, was a, it was a tiny bit difficult trying to map my head around the controls because I played it on PC originally. Um, mm-hmm. But then once I figured the controls out, it was actually easy to maneuver um, on the map, especially when it came to freaking watering my plants and digging holes. Um, you know that is key in, in a farming yeah, game. Yeah, exactly right. Um, and like with the mouse, you never knew exactly where you were clicking. So at least with the... Um, the uh, D-pad and all that, the, the joysticks. joysticks, yeah, you, you knew exactly where you're facing. Um, 
Mm-hmm. I, I didn't think I would fall deep into this one considering I had played it on the PC, but yesterday I started playing it next minute. It was nighttime. Um, and <laughs> um, I was a keen potato farmer, let's just say that. And um, I, I honestly actually had to force myself to stop playing. Oh, yeah. wow. So it's it's taken hold. It's, yeah, it's taken a firm grasp. Um, Skyrim can sit that, on the back star- burner now. Damn, yeah. that Stardew hype is real it again. Is. It is. It seems to have that kind of attachment to people, doesn't it? Like when you when you commit to this game, you are in and you are losing hours left, right and centre to, to Stardew yeah. Valley, which is good to see. Like it's a sign of a yeah, good game. Yeah, and I think there's a sense of like pride and like, you know, there's the building elements and then there's also like the whole little relationship elements that you got to kind of do th- like gifting people befriending people and all that sort of stuff i'm not looking forward to the mm. um i think it's like called the egg festival or something like that um it's kind of happens always at the start of stardew valley which is unfair because you haven't had enough time to establish relationships so you actually end up quite a mm-hmm. loner at this bloody thing everyone's dancing with each oh, other wow. and you're like a loner sitting there by yourself so that's rough. It is rough especially at the start of a game like mm. pretty much telling you that you're shit and you're alone yeah, I've I've got it on the Switch. Um, I'm just waiting because multiplayer is still not no, out, right? No, yeah, I've been waiting for it's, that. It's obviously it's on the roadmap, and they keep talking about it. But yeah, I haven't seen it obviously uh, come to fruition yet. But once it does, like I, I'll I'll put some time aside and, and go farming myself because yeah, I'm I'm a sucker for a good farming simulator. But because there is that RPG sort of flavor sprinkled through it and and relationships and all that, I. I think this game will take hold like it has on you when I play. So that's why I've been pretty resistant to it because I'm like, it'll just consume my hours, I think. Yeah, I was exactly the same because I was playing Skyrim and that was already being a bit of a time sink for me. So I was like, I can't pick up Stardew because I've done exactly what I thought I would do and I've put Skyrim to the side now. So those dragons are going to have to kill themselves. Um, I'm too busy making potatoes (laughs) over here, so... You got to prioritize. You, prioritize. you can't argue with you that. Prioritize. Cannot argue with that. So that's all you've been playing. Been up, haven't been up to anything else this past no, week. No, I played a bit of GTA Online with some mates. Got my car stuck in a tree, which is always fun. Um, have yet to do any of the new. Um, what is it called? It's called Doomsday. There's a bunch of heists for that. I've yet to do that, but I'm going to set some time aside with my little crew on PS4 and see if we can get that run out through. But I've seen some of the content from it, and it already looks badass. Always impressed with Rockstar. Yeah. Hells yeah, you know they they can't seem to put a foot nah. wrong with anything nah. they do. You know, even if they're delaying games <laughs> and things, you know, people will just universally accept it's Rockstar. You know, they'll they'll come good in the end. So let's uh let's give them what they need. <laughs> we won't rush them. And then the game comes out and it sells gajillions. So it's a steady yeah. relationship everyone has with Rockstar. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> what about you? Um, I've been playing uh, a bit more PUBG. Got, it was weird actually like we've been doing doing a lot of sort of custom servers and lobbies for so long mm. um we we rolled out the other day in a, in a proper match for once in a squad of four and it was so cruisy and easy and chilled and we just rolled our way to a chicken dinner like straight off the bat it was, oh, it was strange nice. like i was just like oh my goodness um that felt great <laughs> I, I think it was maybe because there wasn't the pressure of knowing that there's a custom server with all these escalators and, and this and that or zombies and max loot and we were just sort of rolling around having fun. Mm. It just you know, the stars aligned on that match. Uh, it was the only it was the only real real game of squads we played and I have played since, but uh, it was nice to know I've got a uh, chicken dinner number four now. Um, you know, steady steady diet of uh, <laughs> legs and breasts uh, in this stomach. So uh yep. 
<laughs> Thank you, Colonel, for that. Maybe because you have done all these customs and you've kind of thrown a few different things into the mix that, you know, maybe it's kind of like thrown, like kind of put you in some kind of like rocky training. Like, you know, you've you've tried this, you've gone through that. So now when you go through the real deal, you're kind of ready for anything. Yeah, I've I've experienced, you know, I've gone through American Ninja Warrior or whatever it is, and now I'm I'm out there just beast slaying mode. courses. Uh yeah, beast beast man beast or master, beast master or whatever it is is um yeah, yeah. I, I I like that, but um it's crazy how they sort of tie it to specific. Obviously, it's it's country versus country I and like all that, that kind of thing. I just, um, but yeah. it's 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 a good watch. It's it a damn a good, watch. good watch. Everyone watch that it's on um, Netflix. Something that's a damn good play as well that I wanted to touch on. I finally got around to getting into Assassin's Creed Origins. Oh, how is um, this? And, and I apologize to Ubisoft for taking so long to get into this because this is phenomenal. Yeah. Um, it's one of my favorite Assassin's Creed games in the entire franchise. Uh, probably Whoa. two and, and, and Black Flag are, are my favorite two, but this one's right up there beside okay. them. I really like, uh, I guess, going right back to the origin of the brotherhood of assassins um, yeah. you know you play Bayek, uh who who sort of uh puts the assassins on their path initially uh you're doing you're battling with the order of the ancients i think they're called don't quote me exactly but i'm, I'm pretty confident they're the they're the, the the big bad in this who also are sort of the origin of the the templar order which is obviously that the constant big bad through the through the entire assassin's creed franchise mm. um and i just like that they're mixing in real world history but tying in sort of this secret spy fictional history through it yeah. as well. So so it's nice to see like... Um, so they've gone back know, to their roots meet- number two, really. Well, in my opinion. Yeah. 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 Uh, like you're having, you're having interactions with people like Cleopatra and things like that. Like you're <laughs> back in the, in the Egyptian era. I think it's about... It's somewhere like early BC. It's like in 40, 40 BC or something in around there. Um, I'm probably a few years off. But yeah, Bayek's a great great protagonist uh he's believable he's he's sort of got uh, a moral code and and sort of a, a a vendetta and and a set of goals that you can get behind um he's a fleshed out character um the bad guys are well written it's well acted uh, i'm playing on the xbox one x uh and and on and on the the big the big television it is probably the best looking game on console i've seen mm. uh, the more i think about it, the more i watch it like the environments are phenomenal. Obviously, running around ancient Egypt, you've got pyramids, you've got sort of that old Egyptian architecture, you've got sort of river beds, you've got animals, you've got big sprawling sunsets and vistas and sun rays coming through and, you know, running around just void sort of sand environments, but it's gorgeous. Mm. My God, it's a good looking game. Um, and I found myself just a few times just roaming around, taking in the scenery. Yeah. Um, is it repetitive? Yeah, the, the though? combat smooth. Um, I guess in a way, like uh, it's sort of gone a little bit more RPG like, where there is uh, three sort of skill trees okay. that you work your way through, and as you level up, obviously you get more quests, and, and it'll give you recommended level X. So sometimes there is a bit of repetitiveness in where you go and do some of these side quests where it might be, you know, go find man Y or woman X. Um, and you know they'll, they'll weave in a different story where they've been kidnapped or they're drunk or something. You know they're in a bad deal, but it's the same the same mm. sort of set of tools every time where you can stealth in and and get it get the person out undetected or you can kill everybody. For the most part, I find myself just killing most people. Um, I try and stealth around here and mm. there. 
and you've got your own you've got your sort of own uh sort of set of eyes one thing i like they included um bayek's got this this hawk with him oh, yeah. and you can sort of um summon the hawk and, and sort of the hawk becomes your eyes and it can scout around the area and you can lock on to say that the key the key target or the object you need to obtain and it can also scan and lock onto the other enemy so you can start to mark targets on the map so you know exactly what's coming where you can plan your entry your exit and you can level those skills up too then you can start working out the paths these people are walking yeah um you can send the hawk in to to distract them you know come in and you know screech and claw at them and, and you can sort of come in and knock them out or um enter undetected so the stealth elements are pretty great but yeah truth be told i, I grinded out a lot of side quests so i'm I feel like I'm a little bit OP at the moment. Like, I, I only died once at the start because I went into a, a much higher area. Because it is sandboxy, there, there isn't anything that's gated off. Like, you can just roam the map, walk into a high area oh, with enemy that okay. are, you know, two, three, four times your level and just get one-shotted. So, I got potted pretty early because of that because I was just trucking around. Um, but I like that it gives you that flexibility. Yeah. So, you could go in and test yourself in higher level areas whether it be an enemy encampment or it might be just a random quest um you're not locked out pending progression obviously main story you have to sort of follow the the path but anything sort of as far as side quests go they're fair game uh, straight off the bat so i really like that aspect where you can sort of try and harden yourself against some of these other enemies or try and stealth your way through it uh, to avoid any conflict with with these guys that are just going to wreck you um mm. But it's really good. My God, it's a good-looking game. Um, controls are smooth. It feels like the free-running aspect of it has been really tightened up. Uh, you can you can almost climb anything now. You know, in the early ones where you almost had to look for a, yeah. a foothold or it's a, a, kind of a handhold. Yeah. But not now. Like, it's almost Bayek. I don't know if he's just got <laughs> Spider-Man DNA in him or something, but he climbs bloody anything, this guy. And, and he does it quick. Um, but yeah, it is it is fantastic. I recommend anyone that loved or enjoyed the Assassin's Creed games and might have fallen off the wagon. This is me. Pick it up. It's probably cheap. Yeah. It's probably cheap now. Like it's been out since what October, November, I think. Um, so it's been out for for three months or so now. But it is it is fantastic. Obviously, they've they've weaved in some microtransactiony stuff that <laughs> I guess can be pay to win. Like you can buy um, XP points. So like trait points you can buy blocks of three of those you can buy better weapons and armor sets and stuff so if you wanted to just sort of go at your own pace and, and beef yourself up and just truck through like that you could do that too obviously you could drop your own cash but that is an option there i haven't found myself needing to do that i bought a custom mount because i just wanted a cool horse that was on fire it's like this undead devil horse so i'm, I'm just rolling around on this horse now that's on fire of course but other than that yeah i love that when and, that and happened it's just in a, egypt <laughs> Yeah, and it's just this weird juxtaposition where, yeah, it's ancient Egypt, everyone's cruising around, there's camels everywhere, and then I'm just rolling around on this, like, undead fire horse. Like, it's it's ridiculous. Is it true you get attacked but... by hippopotamuses? Is that, is that oh, yeah. And, and they fuck you up. Just like in real life, <laughs> those things are the the biggest killer in this game. Like, I, I've I've fought many a crocodile, many a many a bad guy, but the hippopotamus or hippopotami is that is that how you pluralize it? I don't know. Hippopotamus. It's definitely not hippopotamuses. But um, yeah, those things they are the silent killers of the Nile. I'll tell you what, they come out and they are big and they're quick, and it's terrifying trying to take one of them down. I just play it for that. Just that alone. Yeah, but um, I've just unlocked a trait where you can use like a sleep dart, and obviously you can 
put things to sleep then but then there's the next level on that where you can become like an animal tamer so the lower end enemies you can sleep dart the animal and then tame them to then have them come with you and you can attack people with like <gasps> like you know leopards and or hyenas i don't know if if you could do like a hippopotamus um, army a hippopotamus but i'm i'm going to try and do that i don't know if it's that's classed as more like a high end enemy or not oh. it's only sort of low to mid but I'm going to try that out this week and see if I can try and tame a hippopotamus and then just, you know, send that into war because that would be pretty That'd sick. That'd be great. But yeah, no, Ubisoft, um, kudos to you because it's it's a nice return to form for the series, I felt. Um, feels good, looks good. Control scheme on the... Con- on um, Feels like it's really well mapped out. I didn't find myself sort of missing buttons or thinking, oh, if only they, they remap that to here. Mm. Uh, the soundtrack's great as i said the graphically it's one of the best games we've ever seen on a console um and and running that uh one x with sort of the 4k and then the ultra hd combined with sort of a a high-end television and audio system holy shit it's an experience i've been loving it loving it loving it loving Mm. it got me figured maybe i should try it again Mm. and the only other one i just wanted to touch on again i've played a bit more hunt showdown oh yeah it's still good um it is still obviously in early early test alpha stage so anyone that has gotten a key or is trying to get a key just expect some bugs or some weird glitches here and there because obviously it's not a polished game Uh, it's really 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 early stages but man it's so fun um but rachel and i were playing it the other day we did a a full stream of it um and what we've found in it is it's become a very much a camper mentality which is the thing that pissed me off and and it pissed off rachel as well because obviously there's four other teams of two all vying for the the bounty of killing the the big bad um but we found a lot of people just once they work out where that bounty is they'll just camp out around it they won't try and attack it they won't try and kill it they'll just sit in a room or hide away in a bush until you come in there then they gank you obviously get the xp from killing you or engaging in that fight Mm. and then dog out that way so so we had that happen i think in about six or seven games in a row so and they're the going to have to combat that. Do, 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 do. Yeah, because um, yeah, there's no penalty for that at the moment. Like you could, and because there's no timer for the game to end, you can just sit there and wait, like for hours if you wanted to. So have this weird Mexican standoff, and um, you know, because you can't hide, and there is a lot of places to hide. Uh, it's hard to see these people um, when you get shot. There isn't sort of an indicator, you know, you got shot from that direction or anything like that. So you, you're constantly just caught trying to work out where in the heck you're getting attacked from and then obviously there's random ai enemies around you as well trying to hunt you down so it's it was intense i made for some crazy exchanges and some real tense moments but yeah these other hunters just stop being dogs like god it was pissing me Mm. off like it happened five six seven times in a row where we did all the hard work got the clues found the the big spider or the butcher got there engaged with the spider and then all of a sudden boom wait we're potted in the back by some scum bucket so yeah i'm curious to see how they try and combat that and yeah and wipe that out of the game or if they're just going to say you know that is part of the game but um yeah uh, we, we end up stop playing after that because it just pisses off so much see, and that, they're not going to want like, that what the point they're not going to want that then so they're going to have yeah. to change it they're going to have to fix it yeah and and things like I, I like the permadeath on your character aspect but when you are grinding these characters getting their levels up and then you get tapped in the back by a guy hiding in a bush for two hours you know it's just like what the fuck was the point of all that other grinding i just did so yeah i'm curious to see what their reaction is going to be to this 
Please. Sorry about that. That's all right. <clears throat> but um, yeah, uh, Assassin's Creed Origins. Holy crap, love it. I'm going to play some more. Hopefully, try and finish it this week. Um, because it's so good. God, it's good. Such a surprise. I want to get on those hippos. That's the yeah, that's the main yeah, thing you've big. sold me on. Is hippopotamus. The hippo, even the even the big Nile crocodiles. Like you, you fight some of them, and then the like the big the big mama crocodile comes in usually, or that you know there's like an alpha, and 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 they come at you quick. Whether you're in the water or if you're sort of just near the water's edge, they come at you quick, and it's intense. Oh wait, hippopotamus is in the water as well. Do they attack uh-huh. you in the water? Yeah. Yep. Ugh. They'll attack you anyway. It, they don't give no shit. That's the one thing I can't do. Like I hate when you're in the water in a game, and then there's just things that can attack you and just suddenly sneak up yeah. on you and attack you that's ugh, that's the thing i don't like yeah. about sea of thieves is the damn sharks yeah and the crazy thing too is if like doubling back on the on the assassin's creed you can be sort of on on the water in these little like little mini boats that they've got you know the sort of egyptian era boats and hippopotamuses or hippopotami i don't know and and crocodiles if you get close to them they'll attack you when you're on that boat they'll come up and like chomp at you on the boat maybe knock you out out of the boat into the water um it's insane it's like it's like jaws it's so good so good (laughs) oh man yeah yeah but no give give assassin's creed a go fight some crocodiles and some hippopotamus it's great what a review so so should we uh jump into some let's do it this week's news headlines okay so the first thing i wanted to lead off on today is um, obviously we know PUBG has now moved over 30 million units across uh, across PC as well as now Xbox One. Mm. And uh, but I'm my my question is: Are they starting to lose footing to Fortnite? Uh, so so they've been sort of the constant concurrent um, players, especially on PC where we get most of the data from. It's it's sort of declining since January. It's sort of on the downswing now. Um, February 4th saw Fortnite actually beat. PUBG's record for concurrent players uh, by nearly 200,000 people. So that's mm-hmm. 3.4 million people were playing Fortnite on February 4th, which is ridiculous. Before these two games, the only other time we had over a million was, I think, Dota 2, uh, way back when in like 2015 or something like that. So these two Battle Royale games are, are you know, going toe to toe now for, for, for live player base. Mm-hmm. I still haven't played Fortnite. Have you played it? Do you like it? What do you think of well, it? I don't like Fortnite. Um, it's the building element that I don't really like about it. I understand where it mm-hmm. has that, like, you know, it's a bit of a different angle in regards to the Battle Royale modes that people are kind of used to. But for me, I don't know. Like, just the way the game plays as well, I found it... I found that interactions were too sudden, like in the sense that like the second that you spot someone it's usually one either one of you will have the upper hand and that will be it um okay and and then when i feel like it takes a bit too long as well i uh, saying that about in comparison to PUBG though PUBG can take some time but at least i feel like i'm always mm. doing something there i don't know i just i i i, I that's what you'll find now. You'll you'll either be a PUBG person or you'll be a Fortnite person. And I think mm. that's going to be the new Xbox PS4 thing. Actually, technically it would be because PUBG is only on Xbox. So uh-huh. I'm sure all the PS4 yep. people are playing Fortnite. And it's free, yeah. right? So I don't know what the comparison yep. is here when one's paid and the other one's free. Yeah, I'm like, obviously, con- yeah, as you said, like concurrent concurrent players is one thing, but when 
that 3.4 million people, they didn't pay a cent for this game and maybe let's say 70% of them haven't paid for any uh, cosmetic upgrades and things like that too. So mm-hmm. while they've got a great attach rate, there's not a huge amount of revenue attached to that 3.4 million. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think Epic and Fortnite are upset about that because I, I thought these games were going to die. I, I thought it didn't stand a chance at all uh, against PUBG. I thought it was just going to sort of taper off into into obscurity like a lot of these other Battle Royale games out there today. Mm. But um, here it is um, on, on the uptick. And Fortnite does... Maybe because it is. Well, Fortnite does oh, also guys, have the um, the uh, the loot boxes, the, the, the cosmetic mm-hmm. um, things that they have, like skins and whatnot for, you know, mm-hmm. the character and also for the main weapon, which is like a pickaxe or something like that. So, yeah. And I have seen some... Su- Sorry, I was going to call them suckers. But I've seen some people actually <laughs> invest some money into these things. So, that's... they. Ha- that's where they must be making their money and they must be happy with it considering. But I think this game, like Fortnite is a bit more appealing to kids. Like, and I'm sure parents yeah. would be more happier of the kids playing Fortnite because it does have that more, I'd say, like kind of overwatchy cartoon kind of uh, look to it. So I don't yeah. know. That might have something yeah. my, to do with it. My little sisters, my little sisters is playing Fortnite. Um, and, you know, they're, they're 12 and 15 or something. Mm. So. You sort of tie that into exactly what you just said then, and it makes a ton of sense. Like where it is a little less intense visually, uh, it is more cartoony and sort of family friendly esque. There's no blood. Well, obviously PUBG, it's a bit more realistic. The guns are real, the combat's real. Mm. The, there's blood splatter and things like that. Uh, so, so I guess it is more so. One's aimed at a younger audience. One's aimed at a more mature audience. I'm curious to see where this puts them, like, in 12 months' time, um, if, if PUBG continues to lose sort of uh, market share to, to Fortnite or if they're going to keep going from strength to strength and maybe coexisting still. I mean, Who knows? Maybe there's going to be a third one that comes yeah, out. Yeah, PUBG's got its own issues at the moment, especially with cheaters and, um, you know, like, the a few, like, what is it, like, people mixing servers and stuff like that, like, people that are jumping mm-hmm. into servers that it shouldn't be, that gives them, like, kind of an upper hand, so... Like, yeah, PUBG's got their own things that they need to deal with, fix, to retain their yeah. audiences before they they just say, screw it, I'm going to something else. Yeah, and, and like, like in January, I know, um, you know, PUBG Corp, they, they banned a million players in January alone. Like, that's... Wow. When, when you look at it, you know, that's, that's like, 1.5% of their entire player base or something like that, or, or cell base, gone off the map straight off the bat. So, um, it's, it's pretty intense... Uh, but they need to take those measures because I don't know if you've experienced it in game, but I've I've dealt with a few cheaters and and hackers in game in PUBG, and it is a fucking son of a bitch. Like I can't tell. <laughs> Sometimes, like I can't tell. I just you know when you see a shot and you're like, especially with me and my shitty internet, like I watch the playback and I'm just like, is that cheating or is that I'm just laggy as hell? Like better for the Yeah, sure. You're you're just good. You're just good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it happens pretty frequently and we've noticed it's happening a lot more now that we're doing sort of these private or custom servers. Um, a lot of these hackers or cheaters or dickheads or whatever you want to call them, um, they come in here and, and test their, their sort of hacking or, or whatever backend they've got coding that, uh, or script that allows them to see through maps or, or, you know, shoot ridiculous shots and things. You see it happening a lot more in the, in the private space mm. so so we're dealing with it pretty regularly and it is so frustrating 
uh, when when you get like one shotted across a map with a pistol when you can't even hear the bullet go off, um, you know, which obviously means they're very far away. It, it, oh, yeah. it, it wears on you, and you sit there and go, "What the hell is the point of playing this game when I'm just going to keep getting like cold cocked like this for no reason?" So we'll see. We'll see what happens. So yeah, I'm I'm sure they'll do whatever they can, but like you know, and this is like the pessimist in me. Like people find a way. And like they, they get yeah. blocked, that's all right. They make another account. Like exactly, you see, you exactly. see all the like, one, two, three, four, five, a nine, six, seven, two, z in every game, and you're just like, oh well, <laughs> that son of a bitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and that's the thing. Like where there's a will, there's a way. And no matter what, uh, Epic or or PUBG Corp or you know Dev X does, they'll they'll always find a way to to buck the system and cheat their way or cheese their way to victory um, yeah. because yeah pe- people are bastards um, you know, people are dishonest they they like to, to to win or find success however they can yeah and success in fucking quotation yeah. marks <laughs> yeah like it's a hollow victory but I guess on, on their um, win loss record it still comes up as a victory so True. who knows what's going to happen yeah mm. um, one thing I know that's going to happen when I play the Evil Within 2 next is maybe poo my pants uh, because they have announced that uh, via a free uh, update that rolled out this week, it is now available in first oh, person. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it is. It's intense. Oh, it's intense. No. I, I don't know why, because like, I watched you and Rach play it um, when you guys were playing it on your stream, and um, the one bit that I watched that now I'm just imagining in first person is when you're in that hospital or whatever and that white ghost lady is chasing you. Yeah. <clears throat> no, I don't think I can handle that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm, we're going to give it a go. I'm, I'm going to be terrified. Uh, but I like that they've they've done this. It's, I guess it's a bit of fan service. But uh, even within 2 is a great game. Uh, we still haven't finished it. We're probably halfway through, I'm guessing, just with the amount of time we've played and story progression. But it is great, and I think it's going to be even greater and more claustrophobic and poo-inducing <laughs> in first-person perspective. Um, I'm excited to see Rach try and play this in first-person. I'm not excited for my ears because <laughs> she screams and gets very scared, and then it makes me scared, and it's just this constant ripple effect uh, where we're constantly scared. So, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I know this is off, off track, but I, I totally forgot to mention, we played The Inpatient this week. Oh, I've um, seen a lot of people um, on YouTube uh, giving that one a bit of a review. How is it? Yeah. How did you um, guys find it? Truth be told, it felt like two different games at about halfway point. Oh. Um, ob- obviously, it's the the pseudo prequel to Until Dawn by you know Supermassive Games that released that on PlayStation 4 a few years back. Uh, it's a PSVR only title. And you uh, go back to, yeah. Oh. And the first half of the game, I genuinely have not felt that level of fear in games ever, from what I can remember. There was parts where I just didn't want to move forward. I knew I was going to get scared and I had to sort of muster up this level of courage <laughs> to just open a door or turn around or, and, and obviously then because Rachel and I sort of, we've got a, a headphone amplifier so we're splitting audio so she can hear everything too so she'd get scared sometimes and i wouldn't be but then because she'd scream i'd get scared and it just my heart was just beating out of my chest i could just but, um, i could just imagine the video capture though because since it's vr wherever you're looking is what people will see right 
So yeah, if you're trying yeah. to open up a door, but you don't want to look, so you're actually just looking at the wall to the left. No one can There's actually a lot of that. see what's happening. <laughs> There's a lot of that. And um, playing it in VR with headphones on, I couldn't really hear Rachel apart from when she'd scream because I get feedback through the microphone and back through. Mm-hmm. Um, I just felt like I was very isolated and, and being in a closed off, dimly lit, dank oh, asylum. Man. It was some nightmare mm. fuel and... Uh, it was really well done, but it felt like... I don't know what happened. Like, I don't know if there was just a, a change in creative direction or whoever was leading this quit halfway through, but it felt like the first half of the game, I was on edge. I was nearly in tears. I was traumatized. <laughs> then the second half of the game, I'm just like, where's the scares gone? What's going on? This is now more even cheesier riding. There's no fear here now. There's no risk. Oh, and no. the ending was just so freaking lackluster. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> You can you can do it in about like we finished in about two and a half hours. Oh god! How and how uh, much was it? It does. Was it like- fifty five bucks? No, which is no, yeah. no, no. That's not yeah. good. So, is it at least? Is it kind of like um, I've forgotten the name of the game. What was the name of the original? Until right? dawn. Until dawn. Yeah. So, where so there's you can have multiple endings. Yeah, there's some replayability okay. there where decisions or, or responses you make in game. You know, you see the little butterflies flutter around because obviously that's going to change that arc. So you can replay it to, to get different experiences. Yeah. But we, we replayed the ending part again, like the ending sequence and did a different decision. And it was still just as lackluster Aww. and like, meh. Like it was a bit of a fizzer. So it's a shame. It, it's a shame because Until Dawn's one of my favorite games and it captured it for that first, you know, 90 minutes-ish. Captured it to a T at claustrophobia and the fear I felt was insane but then after that it just tapered off that's interesting so I, I don't know what they're this. gonna do I want to see how exactly a game can go from absolutely like piss your pants fear inducing to what the hell happened let's go to mm-hmm. Disneyland yeah yeah like it was still still dark and broody and tense and sort of that same environment and stuff but it just the, the writing just seemed to change and slip so okay so let's go to Dreamworld then yeah yeah <laughs> damn that's an attack yeah. for the Aussies. Yeah, exactly. Good old dream world. We were there. I went there the first time last year sometime. Wasn't bad. Wasn't bad. For the first time? Yeah. Yeah. I, I've never did the Queensland theme parks until... Uh, until I've only done two now. I've done Movie World and I've done Dream World and that's it. And you only did it recently? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Never did them as a kid. Didn't what? travel much as a kid and stuff like oh, that. Yeah. Wow. So, I still need to experience Wet and Wild and... Whatever the fourth one is, I always forget. Next time you guys are in California, you need to go Six Flags. Yes, yes. I haven't done Six Flags. I've done like, obviously like Universal Studios and Islands of Adventure and stuff like that in Disneyland. Mm. But yeah, I haven't done Six Flags yet. There's some great coasters on there. You'll love it. Yeah. Um, Something that I guess has sort of rippled on due to the tragedy this past week with with yet another school shooting in America. Uh, in, In Florida, obviously... A troubled, troubled 19-year-old guy uh, shot and killed 17 students during the week. Uh, something that sort of trickled on from there is uh, this Republican governor, Matt Bevan, has come out um, and did sort of an interview piece with, uh, mm. with Rolling Stone. And he has come out and blamed video games uh, for potentially being the cause of, of all this violence and mass shootings and just general chaos involving people and guns stupid stupid uh, stupid I'll, 
I'll, I'll read a couple of quotes. Yeah, yeah. Um, so so he, he did a quote with Leland Conway on WHAS. And uh, this article comes to us, as I said, via way of Rolling Stone. Um, he said he was heartbroken for the people of Florida and blamed, in, in quotes, a culture of death that is being celebrated via video games, TV shows, and music. And then it leads on into the video game aspect where he says, video games that are, yes, listed for mature audiences, but kids play them and everybody knows it, and there's nothing to prevent the child from playing them. They celebrate the slaughtering of people. There are games that literally replicate and give people the ability to score points for doing the very same thing that these students are doing inside of schools. When you get extra points for finishing someone off who's lying there begging for their life. These are quote-unquote video games and they're forced down our throats under the guise of protected speech. It's garbage. It's the same as pornography. They are desensitized people for the value... Oh, they have desensitized people to the value of human life, to the dignity of women, to the dignity of human decency, end quote. Um, a little bit of a sort of follow-on from that. Uh, Matt Bevan, who was actually endorsed by the NRA, who is obviously the, the head Surprise. of firearms through North America... Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, instead of instead of sort of shifting blame to the fact that you can't buy a beer when you're 18 years old, but you can go and buy a fucking automatic rifle makes sense. Um, when you're 18, um, has obviously nothing to do with it. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's it's so funny that they're so quick to shift blame oh, and shift focus on everything else. To, yeah. yeah, yeah. Instead of looking inwards and be like, you know what, maybe we need, we need to sort out these gun laws. We need to finally do something because it's just escalating and escalating and escalating. Like. I Obviously, just, we had the the tragedy in Las Vegas. Yeah. And now this one, like these are two of the ten worst um, mass shootings in in United States history, and they've happened within the past what six months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like this, the 2018. There's what have they said? Like 18 mass shootings, is it? Yeah, um, yeah. Which is it's, my god, it's one already too many. Um, but I, I just love that anytime these kind of things happen, especially when it comes to students, um, it's damn the video games, damn that heavy metal rock and roll, and, yeah. you know, like, it, but it's nothing about, like, gun culture or anything like that. Like, it's it's just no. strictly, it's the music, it's the Marilyn Mansons. It, oh, God, I, I hope he referred to Marilyn Manson, considering he barely makes music anymore. Mm. Um, and, yeah, the video game. seems to make a lot of food, because he's become quite the large... I, think he um, I haven't seen him recently. He looks, he looks like a big, like, ball of half-pushed Play-Doh, the, like, in his face. The last and- time I saw him was on Tim and Eric, and he was yeah. already quite pudgy there Mm. nothing against it it's just interesting to see how a person can go out of the light and then just eclipse themselves so um (laughs) yeah it's crazy but in relation to this story Mm. it just kind of gets to you it's also also on that like um that mental health aspect where they try to throw that in there as well where they say like oh it's a mental health thing and it's just like no like a lot of people have mental health issues and then a lot of people play video games and Everyone else seems to be keeping it together. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, like, I just hate it that they reach for everything else and they try to grab video games, which have been around for years now. Years. People... Yeah. Yeah. Like... Yeah, like, there's this line in here where he's sort of saying, we are desensitizing young people to the actual tragic reality and permanency of death. Like, like he thinks you you play a video game and think, okay, it's, it's fine in that game. I got some experience points or I evaded the cops and made some money. Yeah, let's let's try and replicate that in real life. Like no, like 
unless you were very seriously unhinged and and might have some kind of you know issues with with your your mental capacity um no no people think that they don't they don't play a video game and then go okay i can reenact that and you know get rewarded they don't watch a video and go you know what i saw that in there i'm going to do it now and i'm going to be the cool guy like these these like it might happen from time to time but it's very 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 few and far between like it's it's in the minuscule of of percent that people might actually understand or not understand that these these sources of media are real life or can be replicated in real life mm. to success. Like, people know. I'm glad he did bring up TV, though, because, like, you know, he didn't just blame, like, games and stuff like that. I'm glad he brought up TV, mm. but it's, you know, it's still all under the same, same like, roof where it's like, okay, so this kid was 18 mm. anyway, right? So... Yeah, I think he was 19, but, yeah, oh, still well, still you, young, still impressionable, I you know. know that, but, like, the, he's still he's still under the mature, um, mature age guidance anyway. I do agree mm-hmm. that some little kids, like, little, little kids are playing games that they shouldn't be, um, but that's under the parents' guise anyway, so, you know. Yeah, and, and, and little things, like, you, you seem to hear this immediate flow on when one of these tragedies occur where the, where the authorities will say... Oh yes, he's he's on he's on a watch list of ours, or he's been we've been aware of his yeah. his social presence, yeah. and and like obviously they second this happens, they'll obviously um, comb comb the internet records for photos and, and history of of the offender, and he's in there posting photos of him cutting up frogs, um, buying guns, quoting Allah, uh, all this kind of stuff, and and it's bizarre because I know. You know, for a fact, peeling the curtain back a little bit. Obviously, the the authorities. I can't can't speak for other countries, but at least I know here in Australia, there is specific task force where all they do twenty four seven is comb for specific search words, specific image criteria, and then follow them through. Mm. Now, I I know a situation where someone I know um, posted something on social media uh, with with sort of I guess some some self harm undertones to it. And literally two hours later, the police were knocking at their doorstep. Wow. Like, obviously, I don't think this is a regular thing. And, and obviously, the, the task force isn't probably big enough to monitor everything. But I know it's out there. And to see these things constantly slip through the net or, or you hear it after the fact. Oh, yeah, he's, he's been posting photos with, with, you know, with guns left, right and center or with knives or talking about harming people. And yet it goes unnoticed. Um, you know, they need to invest maybe some more money into that technology and into that sort of area mm. of uh, prevention as opposed to some of this other shit they seem to sink money into. <laughs> Whoa. Um, I mean, there you <sighs> go. There's the, there's the most violent thing that they actually promote positively anyway is, you know, you want to, mm-hmm. if, you, if you can't go to college, you should, you know, fight for your country, you know, and shoot innocent people. <laughs> but that, yeah, that's another it's... whole political thing that I could get into. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you might you might be getting in on that. On um, it is what it is. Sometime in the near future, who knows? But uh, yeah, yeah it's but just it, it's it's ridiculous. I mean, me and you have kind of grown up with this always being like a, a, an attack on things that we both enjoy, whether it be video games or whether it be heavy metal music. Like we've both been mm-hmm. into that. And look at us, we're fine specimens. I'm a sassy bitch, uh-huh. and you know. I'm a sassy You're bitch a sassy too. Bitch too so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just, it's just constantly these these figureheads or, or people in positions of power just clutching at low hanging fruit where they're like, 
okay, we need mm. to blame somebody. Let's not blame these bodies that we oversee. You know, the NRA, for example, in in this um, case in point, was sort of these this Florida shooting. Mm. But instead, you know, oh, it's it's because this this young troubled man grew up on a diet of Slipknot and GTA Five online. You know, that's why he is what he is. Like, it's such a fucking cop out. Yeah. Like. Yeah. No, no one wants to be accountable. Yeah, no. That's the and problem. That, and that's the thing. Like, no one, no one wants to address the the fine line of like you know of the things that, like, yeah, I agree. Mental health issues are a big, big problem, but they don't want to mm-hmm. fix it. They take it away from them anyway. So you know, exactly. So, exactly. Well. And it's and they're they're so concerned about their forefathers' rights to bear arms from several hundred years ago. And like, I don't have an issue with that. Like. The right to bear arms is one thing, but make the process harder. <laughs> Don't make Timmy or, or Sally that have just left school be able to walk into a, a gun shop or, or walk into a goddamn Walmart, buy a Happy Meal, and then go over the over the counter and then buy a fucking Glock. Yeah, like, when I saw guns sold know? in a sports store, I like I obviously don't know what kind of like caliber it was, but I think it was a hunting gun. Um, mm. Like it was just there. Like that was really confronting for me when I was visiting the states. So. I'm just like, oh, holy crap! This this is really a thing. <laughs> like, I like, I don't know yeah. if any of our American listeners kind of <coughs> understand the level of like absurdity when it comes to guns in such very family oriented spaces. It's kind, it's really, mm. it's really confronting. It's really confronting for us. So, yeah, yeah, like, like it is, it is f- for me to a degree. Obviously, I've had a bit of a different upbringing. Oh, yeah. I grew up around it and, and the country and things like that. But yeah, see, the even those little things. <laughs> No, no, like, like there's the occasional sort of hunting store around the place, but even them now, like, obviously I'm not looking keenly when I'm driving around the streets and stuff, but you don't see them very often anymore. No. I think I've seen one up here in Queensland since I've been here, mm. and that was just by chance. Like, yeah, it's not like it's, you walk into a Walmart, as you said, in America, you go to the, the bank over there, you get some money out. You go buy some frozen bloody um, White Castle burgers, and then you go buy a gun. Like all in the one place. Like it's just insane. Yeah, it's it's, it's pretty bonkers. I just think that. Yeah, I'm just glad the 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 best thing that's come out of this so far is that I think the kids now uh, have had enough. And I, uh, the last thing I read was that some of the kids are thinking about not going back to school until something gets done. So. Yeah, like. It has been very empowering from some of the, the clips I've seen on YouTube and, and Twitter and just news outlets where they have been interviewing some of the some of the victims and some of the, the people like, you know, friends of the victims or family members of victims and they are making a big public outcry and a big stance. Yeah. You know, you know, we're kids. We shouldn't be dealing with this. We go to school. Sort your shit out. Like, obviously, I'm completely paraphrasing and butchering the quotes, but yeah. um, it's nice to see. It's nice to see the typical voiceless trying to stand up and unite and, and try and make some change. So we'll see what comes of it, yeah, if anything. If anything, yeah. <laughs> mm. uh, yeah. And, 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 and uh, it's... Yeah, no, it's just... You it, go, it, I was just going to say, it's just, like, really conflicting, like, especially us talking about another person's country, other people's rights, all that sort of stuff, but we're seeing way too much. We're seeing way too much death, especially in regards to young people. It's just- yeah, and, and and any of our international listeners, or even typically ones, um, especially ones, sorry, in in the United States, if you do have any opinions on it, you know, feel free to engage with us on social media, or feel free to uh, drop us an email at hello at apit.net because it'd be good to get a perspective from the other side of the other side of the coin there. Definitely, um, just because I'm 
really interested in getting those perspectives. Uh, what do you think? What do you feel? Tell us, tell us how it is sort of um, over there at ground level because, yeah, these things just can't keep happening. No, and the best, and like you're bringing up, the best way to kind of deal with it is to have a conversation mm-hmm. as it is with anything. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, um, yeah, um, that, that's sort of the, the news headlines that we wanted to tackle this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, that last one's a, a pretty serious, serious topic with a lot of points of contention in it, I think, um, especially with some of the... The proud um, arms-bearing Americans over there, but yeah, us proud gamers don't like uh, having our hobby dragged through the dirt. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's just a shame that like they just they sort of do that, you know, those below the belt shots unnecessarily instead of just being, you know, this this young man is extremely troubled, you know, the healthcare system let him down or something, and so they just go, he played too much Call of Duty, you know, fuck you, Activision, fuck you, Treyarch, it's all on you, like. Don't put that on a developer's hands. You know, that's yeah. that's disgusting. Yeah, no, um, definitely not. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, sadly, it's probably not going to be the last thing we hear in this vein this year. No. But I, for one, hope for some kind of change. Like, here in Australia, we had the, obviously, the worst mass shooting in history. And then a few months later, we had the big weapons buyback scheme. And there hasn't been a shooting of that nature since. No. Yeah. Um, with uh, so let's see what happens in America. Let's see if this event in Florida is going to be big enough to make some change. I ultimately probably don't think so, which is disgusting. But mm. at least more people are talking about it. Yeah. And leave gamers and and media alone, like you know, film and music and television. You know, they're they're not the cause of this. Yeah. No, it's it's you know. it don't drag other people through like people's hard work and creativity just because like you know there is an underlining problem that you guys don't want to deal with for the most part. And I know that a lot of gamers out there could say this is that gamers actually probably helped my mental like my mental mm-hmm. state and have actually really helped me. Out. I've been able to connect with other people across the world um, thanks to gaming, and it's I reckon it's helped me a great deal. So shoe on the 100%, other foot, like. It's it's a safe space for people. Mm-hmm. Obviously, there is some toxicity in, in chats and things like that. But as you said, like there's there's been times over the years where, you know, I've been feeling a bit shitty. So you fire up a game, whether it be online or offline, and you just escape for a little while. You enjoy that time. You forget about your troubles for those few hours, and and it helps you. It's a coping mechanism. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, don't don't be trying to say that this is some kind of trigger to uh you know violent intentions and violent acts like that's not the case no way in hell it's something much greater no way in hell much more nicer yeah (laughs) yeah and something that is also nicer is our final segment of the podcast itunes review of the week okay so this review comes to us via way of an australian-based uh listener whose itunes username is idruby oh who i i can't say with with complete certainty, but he may or may not be one of the hosts from the House of Mario Nintendo podcast, which uh, drops each and every Tuesday, uh, which can be found on the hashtag 8 Collective. And I want to just preface this. We didn't say, hey, write us a review. We didn't say, hey, now that you're part of the collective, do this. He did it out of the kindness of his own heart because he's a good bloke. He's, he's a country a man. He's got country values. So, I, Drewby, thanks for taking the time to write this review. He gave us that tasty five stars. And the headline reads, I have a huge appetite and these guys fill me up. <laughs> so that's sort of let that simmer for a little bit there. Because it's a bit saucy. 
Get that okay, so the review reads, Great podcast with passionate hosts that love video games, exclamation point, hashtag stay hungry. So I like these weaved in sort of food and eating throughout the whole thing. Stay hungry, huge appetite, fill me up. Passionate. You know, it, passionate. <laughs> um, it, you know, it, it, it ties into what we're about. You know, we're, we're passionate about what we do and what we say. Mm. Uh, we, we like to eat. We like to cook, as evidenced by uh, that fluffy pancake discussion that uh, opened up the show today. Yeah, man. Um, but yeah, I drew. We thank you for that review. I know this that is meant to be a, to... A, a shout out to us, but I just also want to say, like, listening to the House of Mario, got to give it to them. They um they did a whole segment um about like Wario, and you know mm-hmm. you know how much I love Wario. And, He's your boy. Um, yeah, and they wrote a very uh a very sexy fan fiction. Uh, they read one out so. Damn. Um, we, we don't want to dive into spoilers, but check it out. Um, the House of Mario on Twitter, but they're also obviously available on iTunes and other other podcasting platforms. Or you can uh, just go to 8bit.net forward slash the House of Mario and uh, check out their stuff right there on that landing page. Mm. Um, but yeah, thank you, Aya Druby, or Drew, as uh, you may or not be known, <laughs> if you are in fact the same Drew we're talking about here. Um, if you are just randomly another I Druby out there, apologies for assuming, uh, presuming that you are yeah a host on the House of Mario. Um, if not, maybe hit him up and you could do some kind of doppelganger episode. Who knows? But uh, yeah, thank you for that review. They leave the emotional lights on in our hearts while you're while you're taking the time to rate, review, subscribe us on your platform of choice. Be sure to do the same to those other podcasts you are listening to because it helps. It helps so much. It helps more than you guys know. Um, we love that interaction. So it's a good interaction lo- to have. Like yeah. I know, I know. Back in the day when I was listening to podcasts, like you kind of sit there and you think, ah, oh, you know, what's my review gonna do? Like they, you know, they already hear all the good stuff. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, but like we want to hear you you specifically what do you like what don't you what don't you like what is there anything you want to suggest like th- this is your platform tell us let 100%, us 100% 100% and and we're we're still you know even though we're 93 episodes in now we mm. are still trying to refine the science and shape ultimately the the best content for you guys out there so yeah hit us up on the social medias your likes, your dislikes, or if you wanted to make a little bit more anonymous, shoot us an email, hello at 8bit.net, because, yeah, we do want to shape, not only here with The Hungry Gamers, the best content we can for you guys, but, you know, we can relay that to these other podcasts part of the collective as well. Uh, As you you guys know, we've got D&D, we've got gaming, we've got pop culture, we've got interview podcasts, we've got news-based podcasts now, we've got a whole slew... Movies, wrestling. ...varied verticals. Yeah, like... You name it, it's on here. And if there's something that you want or something you think could have been executed a bit better, hit us up. You know, we're all pretty open book. Mm-hmm. And without that feedback, we're not going to know how to create the perfect recipe moving forward to prepare this uh, you know, daily or weekly uh, podcasting or video content-based dish for you guys to uh, consume every day or every week. Very nice. I give mm. you a little nod See, for that. See, I weave that all the way back in there to the food talk. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of which, you're probably hungry, right? <laughs> a little bit it's it's now 10 in the morning i'm probably gonna go uh i might make a smoothie i'm still a little bit under the weather oh, so yeah. i've been making sort of smoothies and chucking a bit of ginger and all that kind of stuff in to try and um try and, i know it's not the best but it's it's helping it's so strong my goodness it's strong it just kills everything um it does and, and that's why you need that ginger <laughs> kills everything inside as well <laughs> mm-hmm. all right fair mm-hmm. enough 
but yeah, that has been a podcast. It was a bit of a shorter run, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, we don't have we don't have Sam blowing hot hot air throughout the podcast today. <laughs> Love you, Sam. Just kidding. Um, we will be back as per usual this coming Friday with a new episode. Uh, myself and Ali. Hopefully, Sam. He's got a few things on, uh, which he's very excited to tell you guys about. Hopefully, if he's on this week, he'll talk to you about something pretty cool he's about to unveil. Mm. Otherwise, we'll look at probably getting a third person into to uh, man the Salim the Dream chair. Uh, but don't know who that is yet. Haven't even reached out. But we'll find somebody if we want to. Otherwise, we can just duo it again because this is great. Yeah, man. Anything you want to say? What are you looking forward to? Anything that you got coming up in the next couple of days that you want to shed some light on? Uh, no, not really. I'm just obviously going to... You're going to find me back on the farm, really. Um, <laughs> if not, maybe I'll start training up Overwatch. Maybe I will. Yeah. Maybe I'll actually start yep. actually giving out a solid go. Um, and um, Steam Sale. Everyone check out the Steam Sale because um, there are some mm-hmm. good deals in there. I um, finally bought um, uh, Paradigm. Um, yes. Yes, so, point-and-click adventure by um, some great Aussie exactly. devs. Exactly. So I'm thinking about giving that a go. Um, I don't know if anyone would want a video of that, um, but I'll um, I'll definitely be trying it out. So keep an mm, eye out for that. I, I, th- I think so. I think so. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to... Like, I'll talk to you more about it offline regarding what we want to do with Overwatch, but I'm actually keen to get in, give that a go, and have a bit of fun with that. Uh, we're going to do a bit more streaming. I think we might be doing some PUBG and maybe some Mario Kart stuff tonight on the Switch. So if you're about... I don't know. We're going to maybe Mario do Kart. a little... I've little already t- got, oh, no. I got, I got sassed oh, by no. Nazi for not having Mario Kart. Yeah. So so a bit more of that. Um, other than that, we've got podcasts coming up this week. Mm-hmm. I'm just excited to sort of just relax and catch up on some content too. Like there's a few other podcasts that I've been listening to. I want to listen to the new Putting in Work podcast that had Colin Moriarty oh, from um, so many good IGN things. and Kind of Funny fame. Yeah. So I'm excited to uh, give that a spin at some stage today. And I've got to also get some more video content up. Uh, there's a great review of Celeste dropping today on our YouTube channel by uh, Sammy Deej or Sam, Sam Harkin, which is fantastic. No. It's about a five, six minute banger, but well cut together. He's done a fantastic job as he always does. Um, yeah, he's been killing I'm actually it. keen to get into Celeste. Uh, I've heard so many, so many good things about that game. Yeah. Uh, I think I'm going to buy it on the Switch and get into it. There was another game on the Switch, actually, that I think got released um, this week. I can't remember. It's like Fur 4 or something like that. I don't Faye? know. Faye? Is that it? Yeah. Yeah. F-E? Yeah. I don't know if you pronounce it as Faye or you say it's something differently, but yeah. Yeah. And that that piqued my interest. I might investigate into it a little bit more, but it mm. kind of looks like my thing. I'll have to see. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to try and finish Assassin's Creed Origins and then I'm going to move on to Yakuza O or Yakuza Zero. I want to play Yakuza. Um, yeah, yeah. So that's that's the next thing I'm going to try and push through before Sea of Thieves drops next month. Oh, so many games. Mm-hmm. The hype is real. Mm-hmm. All right, 8-Bit Nation. Um, thank you all for listening. Uh, be sure to check out audiotechnica.com.au for the best in all your audio equipment. Uh, 8-Bit.net for the best in all your video games and geek culture infotainment um, hit us up as a collective at we are 8 bit find me on pretty well every platform and gaming station at brendan 8 bit you can find me at miss ali hart all right until next week or maybe no later this week i should say much love stay hungry you've been listening to the hungry gamers one of many gaming and geek culture related podcasts from the 8-bit collective over on 8bit.net check out more episodes on your podcast service of choice and while you're there please be sure to rate and subscribe until next time boys and girls stay hungry